0: Yo, counter-attack podcast with myself, Daps. Guys, keep liking, subscribing, sharing. I'm tired. I feel like I've just watched my team. Do you know what I'm saying? I feel like I've I've just just watched my team lose. Or, in fact, no, no, wait. I I obviously want it. I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start, guys. So let me just... This is in the immediate aftermath of that match that I watched just now. That monstrosity of a match. I say monstrosity, but it's a monstrosity from Chelsea's point. Yes, they got the three points, but and to be honest, it was a, an exciting game. And I was on live. So guys, if you go and watch this, just make sure you click on the live from last night and just um, view it for like 10, 15 seconds. Get the algorithm up and like it. But... Um, yeah, guys, it was just first of all, it was a really, really good game. Really, really exciting. Second of all, um, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about Chelsea, Chelsea and Tottenham, Tottenham, Chelsea, however you want to put it, that makes such an exciting game. Where does it where does this rivalry even stem from? Obviously it's obviously it's a London derby, but so where does this hatred for each other come from? It it wasn't always like that. Did it all start from the Battle of the Bridge, the Willian transfer? Like, what, what, or like, where did it come from? I don't know. But if we're gonna get into the game, yeah. Listen, the referees, and this, this is where I'm gonna start. In fact, no, I'm not gonna start there. I'm gonna start with Tottenham straight out the blocks. Like they got their goal after seven minutes, or I don't know, however long it was. They got their goal. Kulusevski, lucky ricochet, um, and it goes in. But I'm not going to lie to you, Tottenham, before that, Tottenham were playing ball. And I was thinking, I, I even said on the live, and this is why it's good, because on my live, you can go back and and hear me saying all these things. I said, Tottenham need to, even before the first goal. I said Tottenham need to get through. I mean, Chelsea need to get through the first 10, 15 minutes, because the way Tottenham were playing ball, confidence was up. Confidence was up and Chelsea did not have any answers they weren't looking good. They were giving the ball away anyhow. Like it, it, it just looked like it looked like kids' football, and and Tottenham. If Tottenham had gone two 0 up, it would have been deserved. Do you get what I'm saying? And then there's like two big incidents before even a penalty and whatever. That Udogi one. So Udogi, if I'm being if I'm being serious about the Udogi one, he got all ball. Yes. But from, from when your studs are up and you're off the ground, you leave the referee no choice if it goes to VAR. And I think, and this is where the problem comes with um, a lot of people um, the inconsistencies. The fact that they don't even check. Well, no, it wasn't that one. No, no, they checked the doggy one. They checked that. I stand corrected. They checked the doggy one and gave a yellow. And you know what? I can see why they gave a yellow. But I think for. A lot of people looking at that, you look at some of the challenges, you know, that Gusto won, Curtis Jones won. Like, there's just so many challenges that, you know, they've given reds for, which maybe should have been a red. But that one, if you're keeping in line and staying consistent with everything, every, everything that you've seen, that should also be a red. So I had to just check that I was actually recording. That should also be a red. But they didn't, okay, we move. Now, the Romero one. listen, Romero's kicked out he's kicked out at someone I think it was Colwell yeah he's kicked out at Colwell, Yeah, and I think down the other end they actually had a chance as well and they've um, Chelsea had a chance so he's kicked out and I saw it the moment it happened I saw it but obviously play continued I think for it to not even get looked at like that is wild it's, it's, it's actually wild that they, they didn't even look at it I just feel like when it's Arsenal, they will look at it 10 times and then send the player off or... But it's just so... And I'm tired. I'm tired of every single game being about the refereeing decisions to get what I'm saying. So even if we even go to the goal, the goal that Chelsea got, like, Cassier's goal, for me, it should have stood. I think he's in an offside position. I think it was Jackson. He's in an offside position, but he's not interfering with anything. He didn't touch the ball. The goalkeeper wouldn't have got it either way. Do you get what I'm saying? And you know, it, it should have been given, but again, cool. And then we go to the pen. I saw that tackle and straight away, I thought to myself and bearing in mind, cause I'm on live, I can't actually hear the commentaries. So I don't know what's going on, but I'm seeing that it's taking them so long to, it's taking them so long to review the, 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 the challenge. Everyone can see how bad the tackle was. Everyone can see it's a it's definitely a red card. But yet, it's taken so long. And I think this is, you know, um, I think this is this has come as a, I um I think this is an effect of um I know, this is as a result. That's the word I'm looking for. Gosh, my 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 English is really not English in today. I think this was as a result of you know, all the wrong decisions that have happened recently and then you had the one over the weekend with Arsenal, which we'll touch on, um, where they're just taking long for clear, for clear decisions. I think that referees now are second guessing themselves the whole way. I feel like VAR, VAR are passing the buck a lot of the time to the refs. Um, Like no one really looks like they want to make a decision and it's taken so long to make every decision, especially in in the big games. Um, And, you want the right decision, yes, but you also want one that's in a timely manner. But because the pressure has been on to them, like I said, every decision they're taking so long to do, it's either they taking so long to, to make a decision or they're just not even looking at it in terms of VAR anyway. And it's, it's a massive problem. Um, I definitely do feel, though, like the, the right decision was made. Romero was, that, that tackle from Romero was horrible. It was nasty and bearing in mind, I know people that listen to the podcast are probably sick and tired of me saying this, but when you've broken your leg before, like I have because of like mad challenges or whatever, challenges like that, you just do not have time for. And that Romero challenge is, Romero's gone back to, that's, that's the Romero we know. Everyone's saying, oh, Romero, he's changed and you know the captaincy has made him a different player. Nope, that is the Romero we, we know. Anytime there's a slight bit of emotion, or it's a high-intensity game, Romero, the switch goes. And for him to make that tackle in the box like that, it just goes to show just how rash and how reckless he is. And that 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 tackle could easily be a leg-breaker. Easily. And I'm saying that as someone that's, that's broken their leg, like double, double leg-break, that them tackles there, I've got no time for it. And the only surprise is that it took them so long to to even make that decision. And you know, the referees will be like, yeah, we made the right decision. But things like that shouldn't even be happening when he shouldn't even be on the pitch in the first place. So yes, the two people that end up getting sent off for, for Tottenham um, should have been sent off before. But that's not because the referees like, were great. No, it's just because the players were stupid enough to, to do the same things again. So um, yeah, bad tackle, Cole Palmer, you know what, what I will say though, Vicario. I've not even touched on the second half yet because you see Chelsea. Anyway. Vicario, yeah. I don't know where I think someone on my lab said they got it from Empoli in, in Italy. And I've been really impressed with Vicario. I thought he was just gonna be, you know, another keeper. That's just, you know, alright, maybe. But he's really, really impressed me. Like, really, really impressed me. And they have a they have a top goalkeeper. In Vicario, honestly, he's a, he's a really really good goalkeeper. Right, so now we get into the juicy bits. Chelsea come one one. What surprised me straight away was the high line, and this is where Ange Postacoglu, I think his name is. I always mess, I always mess up his name, so forgive me. Ange Postacoglu really messed up and really showed his, I don't want to say his um, immaturity as a manager, but he was a bit naive to think that he could continue playing the same way with that high line, high intensity, high intensity It's one thing playing with a high line, but they're pressing high as well. And when you, when you're down to 10 men to do that, it was brave and it could have been, well, it was fours in the end, but it could have been five, six, sevens to get what I'm saying from early, not just the last 10 minutes. It, it could have, it could have happened from a, a you know, way sooner. And, and then they, they managed to just about get through to half-time Tottenham. And that was with a couple, not even just about, with a couple scares, they managed to get through. I was thinking they're going to come out, they're going to be more compact, they're going to sit in and try hit on the counter-attack, shout out counter-attack every time. But no, no, not Tottenham, not Ange Postacoglu. He decides to come out for the second half and play the exact same way and press them high and, you know, with real intensity and keep that line on the halfway on, I mean, keep that um, defense defensive line on the, on the halfway line. And after Raheem Sterling's gone through once, twice, you know, cocarella has gone through a couple. Something in you should just be like, you know what? We can't do this. Like, let's drop all the way back. Because it was only a matter of time before a goal went in. And I do think that and Postokoglu, you know, I, I, yeah, I think he showed his naivety in in not in not addressing that straight away because I was screaming, I was tweeting, I was saying all of these things saying, why is he still playing so high? I didn't realise that the commentary, because obviously I was on live, I didn't see, I didn't hear the commentary. I didn't realise that the commentators were actually saying the same things. But honestly, it was like this time and time again. And then I said at half time again, refer back to my live, I said at half time, Udogi, who got booked in the first half, he's going to get sent off. Udogi, I've seen enough of him to know that he's he's got that young, you know, rashness in him where he just doesn't know how to chill. He doesn't know how to just, you know, put the brakes on a bit when it comes to certain tackles. And I knew there was going to be an incident like the one we saw with Raheem Sterling, where he's just going to go all guns blazing and take a man out. And he did it and he got sent off. And then it was nine men. And then you're just like, oh, and I haven't even mentioned the fact that Van Der Ven. And Madison went off in the first half. And it just it I think this is why we have to when we talk about um when we talk about Tottenham and how well they've played and, and how they can go on and, and and challenge um and you know and, and yeah and and, and all that I think we all we also have to acknowledge just how quickly things can change because in like the snap of a thing of a finger, Madison's gone off injured, Van de Ven's gone off injured. Two of their most important players this season, two of their best performing players this season, have gone off injured. On top of that, you've got you know, you've got nine men. Like everything that could go wrong for Tottenham in this match went wrong. Everything. We had disallowed goals. Um, they had the red card. Like it, it was all just going wrong. And and now all of a sudden they've gone from unbeaten and and looking like a real threat to the to the top, you know, to the top of the league or whatever. To now. Not not being not being unbeaten, being without being without Madison, being without Van Der Ven, um being without Udogie, being without Romero, like it's now looking a bit higgy hagger. Do you get what I'm saying? So, um, it just goes to show how quickly things can change. But what I will say, and I really don't want to spend too much time on it because Chelsea really annoyed me. I think today I realised just how bad Chelsea were. I can't believe Arsenal dropped points against this team. I can't believe Arsenal allowed them to dominate them like that because I realised today, again, how bad Chelsea are. Because I ne- I've never seen so many teams get in behind so, so, so many times and, and it, it just amounts to nothing. Mudrik came on for, what, 25 minutes, half hour maybe? Did absolutely nothing except foul, pe- except foul Pedro Porro and Vicario however many times. He had no touch, nothing, like nothing. You had Cuccarella when he went in, cut in. He should have passed to Sterling, he didn't. Like, so many times the pass was on. Just just put just a pass with even 50, 40% quality on it. Just put it in behind, into the grass. No, they're overhitting it. Vicario's coming out, doing sweeper-keeper. Like, it, it was, they were fouling, giving away stupid fouls. And then when they eventually got their goal and they were celebrating, I, I even said, I was just like, they shouldn't even celebrate that because they were bad. Chelsea, like they won four-one, but they were they were really really bad. Make make no mistake about it. And even at, even at two-one and nine men, Tottenham could have come back straight away if it weren't for an offside decision. Tottenham that 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 dire um, that dire goal, which was a good finish by the way, that would have meant that they come back straight away. And I wouldn't even I wouldn't have even bet any money that Chelsea would have even gone on to get another goal at that point. No, hundred percent, I wouldn't have. And then after that. There was another chance when Bentecourt got the header and it just went wide. Then after that, Sun had the chance and then they got up the other end and scored. score. Chelsea were bad. Chelsea were bad. At some point, I was just like, what am I watching? And they were giving away, even the way that they were giving away fouls. I'm not going to lie, that was really annoying me. You know, if I was playing for Chelsea, yeah? Obviously, I'm not, I'm not that good, but still. If I was playing for Chelsea in that game and I'm seeing man giving away the fouls that they're giving away, Like, until you're in that position, until you're on the pitch playing, or you've been in that position, like, playing for a team, you don't understand how annoying it is giving away fouls like that. Gusto gave one away, and I was just like, what the heck are you doing? Like, they were just such stupid fouls, and giving Tottenham the chance to then go and put, like, put the ball into the box and, and almost score a couple times, and, you know, upon all the disallowed goals, upon... Um the red cards, Chelsea winning 4-1. Like I, I feel like even with the score, people are walking away from that game thinking Chelsea are just so bad. I've never known a team to win 4-1. And the narrative is that they are so bad in terms of the team that won 4-1. Because what I was seeing was not was not a team worthy of Europe, was not a team worthy of a 4-1 um a 4-1 scoreline. And make no mistake about it, if that had stayed 11 versus 11, Chelsea would have got smoked and got out of it. Because a lot of their play today, even with nine men, when Tottenham had nine men, was just childish. They're doing childish things. Blazing the ball over, you know, simple passes in behind and not doing it. Giving away stupid... Fa- rather. I was getting mad. I don't, I don't even know why. I don't even, But I was, I was legit getting mad watching that. So, yeah. Let me know what you guys think. Nicholas Jackson, you got your hat trick, but then you even that you got your hat trick, but then you blazed that one over the bar. Probably, oh, even the ones you were scoring, you were almost missing. And I like you, Nicholas Jackson, but come on, get me. Um, I don't even know who even played well for, for Chelsea. I don't even know. No, I, I I don't know who played. Tottenham were even Tot- Chelsea won 4 1, but Tottenham were the better team. How does that make sense? So Tottenham defended really really well almost got the goals back and everything even with nine men I felt like they were the better team Chelsea only won only because literally, literally only because of the nine men you can say whatever you want but literally because of the nine men and it was bound to happen oh listen yeah but guys you let me know what you what you, what you you thought about that match um, I'm done with the with the referee and the standard refereeing is really bad in, in this league um, yeah it's it's bad, it's bad. But yeah, let, let, let me know what you what you think about the match. But I will say that it was an exciting match. It was an exciting match. Because someone put in the comments as well what it is about these two teams, why they don't like each other, where that comes from. Like I actually really need to know this. I've asked this before, but I don't think I don't think I got the answer. <sighs> but yeah, I'm gonna quickly touch on Arsenal. That was um what I do want to touch. I don't even want to touch on if it was over the line or whatever. Um, what I do want to touch on is that people talk about Arsenal's performance, here, yeah? And I, I don't think people, you always want your team to go and like batter a team or, or play better. And you always want that. But then sometimes you just have to be like, do you know what? It's not going your way. But as long as it's not going your way, if you're still in the game and you come away from the game of anything and going away to St. James's Park, who are, you know, to a Newcastle team who are banging form, who are at it right now. It's not easy. It's not easy. So I think that I think people are being incredibly harsh on Arsenal as a whole because the Newcastle played well and they defended well with their lives. They defended really, really well. But I think the manner in which the game was lost with the whole ball being over the line, then the the foul on, or or the possible foul or or the offside like I think it's the manner that really gets me. we have to we do, you know, sometimes decisions can go against you. And if it was just like a marginal offside goal that, you know, they've given call. Do you know what I mean? Like, but the decision with the ball going over the line, all this debating about it, it 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 didn't it didn't sit well with me. But it is what it is. But like I said, people shouldn't be too harsh on on them. I think obviously Havertz is the big one. And I keep saying it. Havertz is having a horrid time right now. And I keep saying what they what keeps killing killing Havertz is the fact that he keeps starting over people that he should not be starting over. If Havertz was coming off the bench and making an impact, like he did for a couple of games, I don't think people would be so so hard on him. But I think where he's playing and then he's doing the only the only Im- impact he's having is to kick a man off the pitch and And make it more of a hostile environment For a hostile atmosphere for Arsenal When he's only doing that I think he doesn't do himself any favours But um, Yeah, he's he's having a a bad time man. But yeah um, I don't know what else there is to talk about Because Ah, Doku, yes Doku, listen Guys Go on this podcast The evidence is there the moment I saw Doku on this pitch, I said, it's, a long, it's going to be very long for Grealish. Shout out my guy, Scorch. I was saying to Scorcher, I said, listen, everything Grealish can do, Doku can do. Everything. And he probably does it better. Probably more direct. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you tell me what Doku does, I mean, what Grealish can do that Doku can't do. And this ain't me to being like the shiny new toy, because Grealish is still like quality player. But I think Pep can see that. No, this is actually an upgrade. Four assists and a goal is insane. I don't care how they come about, but it's, it's actually insane. And every time he gets the ball, you know something's going to happen. He, you can show him down the line, he'll go down the line and still get past you. Like his output is, is, is crazy. Grealish has more of that, the link up thing where he, where he comes in, in, inside and then, you know, links up with, with people and what. Yeah, he's got that, but Doku has not got time. Doku ain't got time to 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 sit there, do link up and and come into the center midfield. And you do what he's not got time. His his thing, stand the player up, and it's like me versus you, one v one. Sometimes he might just pass it off, but he was going, no, no, he'll get it back. One v one, Doku is. Hmm. I thought Saka was the best in the league. One v one. I'm not gonna lie to you, but Doku, yeah, I've seen enough. And people might say it's reactionary and whatever, and this and that's not to say that oh am I being reactionary let me catch myself okay let me let me actually ask this as a genuine question obviously 1v1 we know Saka is the man get me like that's that's his strength 1v1 you know he's going to get past you but who is better 1v1 out of Doku and Saka I want to say Doku but I also know that I've just seen Doku do what he's he's been doing the last couple of weeks. And Saka's been a bit off form um, at times. But 1v1, I genuinely think Saka is, like, if we take Doku out of the equation, Saka is by far the best in the league, 1v1, by far. And I think Doku might, oh, that's the close one. But yeah, you know, you guys let me know who's, who's better, 1v1. Yeah, 1v1. Defender, winger versus defender, who's better, Saka or Doku? I'm going to sit on the fence here I'm going to sit on the fence here Yeah because They're both mad But I don't know Doku's just got that extra I think it's because of that Burst That five yard That five yard burst of pace um, But yeah The league's It's, it's open um, I'm going to do another Pod tomorrow I'm going to do another pod tomorrow I'm going out tomorrow We'll see We're going to do another pod tomorrow But um, Yeah guys Let me know what you think about Everything I've said I'm out